Well, I'm not running to the chopper. I'm listening to Sean Geek Podcast on SeanMcKinsey.ca. Do it now! Fans of the Sean Geek Podcast, this is the Core Geek talking at you. Did you know that the Sean Geek Podcast has merch available? That's right. Head on over to SeanMcKinsey.ca and click the merch link at the top of the page. You'll be taken to the Sean Geek Podcast store on TeePublic, where you can find the Sean Geek Podcast logo on t-shirts, totes, masks, and more. And best of all, a portion of the sales goes to help support the podcast and allow Sean and Todd to keep bringing great content your way. Once again, go to SeanMcGinnity.ca and click the merch link at the top of the page. And while you're there, don't forget to download the latest episode. We're cooperative. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think we have that same dynamic. Well, you, yeah, you know, Sylvie, like, yeah, both know Sylvie. Don't play Monopoly with her. That's all. She always plays that innocent. Oh, did I win? The game of Catan <laughs> like, we played listen. at your place on New Year's. Oh, yeah. That's right. Didn't she win? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. I have to think about when she loses because that's probably easy to remember because it doesn't happen very often. Uh, we play um, the one the one versus game we can play the board game that we can play is called Splendor. Have you heard of it? No, what is it? We went to the board game cafe uh, downtown. It's just a game. It's a it's a board game restaurant. You go in, they show you how to play a game, and then they serve you food and alcohol. So we've gone there for a few dates, and. We said we so we're like we like Catan, we like Carcassonne, we like uh, Pandemic, especially Pandemic. Like Pandemic's fucking awesome. Um, and they said okay, and they came back with two board games for us to play. They said if you like those games you mentioned, you're gonna stop playing those games and play these two. Because once you play these two, then you're not going back. I'm like okay, whatever. And to be honest, we've played Pandemic probably six times since we bought Splendor. We just want to play a board game, Splendor. Yep, but you don't play anything else. Jeez. So it's it's a it's a gem buying game, which sounds boring, right? Um, but it is so ingenious in its design. It's beautiful. It's just a gorgeous looking game. Uh, the playing pieces are great, and you're basically trying to accumulate wealth within the realm to buy gems and once you have enough gems you can you that's how you win the game you're trying to accumulate the highest gem count it it sounds boring as fuck but it is the funnest game i've ever played pandemic was my favorite game for the longest time and zombies like the zombies tile building game but yeah eclipses both of those like by a landslide and it just seems that it shouldn't be fun but it is. And they uh, recently did a variant uh, when the Avengers, the last two Avengers movies came out. And it was instead of collecting gems, you're collecting um, stones for the Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> so Sylvie saw that. She's like, oh, is it available on Amazon? Can we buy it? But uh, they don't sell it on Amazon, unfortunately. Jeez. Yeah. But yeah, that one I highly recommend. 
Yeah, highly recommend. We play a lot of Talisman now. Like what Talisman. Like describe Talisman to Todd. I don't know if I can describe it properly. I've played Talisman quite a few times. It's if you want to make sure you got friends that are really your friends, you play Talisman with them. They know if they who come, your friends are. If they come back again like another time, then they're good people. Um, Talisman is you're trying to get to the middle of the board, and depending on which version, it's either to fight the dragon and win, basically freeing the... Sorry, this dog is being annoying. Um, and you have to go through the board, and there's like the outer region, the inner region, and then like the dragon's tower or whatever. But to cross from each region, you have to like collect certain things. So you can't go across into the desert until you find like a water bottle and you have to have a talisman with you to fight the bad guy. And you have a character who levels up. So you get more magic, you get more hit points, you get stronger, you can get followers and mad spells come and go and stuff happens that like if you're on this half of the board you've been hit with a blizzard and you lose two turns like so if you have a group of like eight people trying to play this game everyone's turn takes about 10 minutes because it could do something that alters the entire goddamn board yeah and then everyone's hosed for an hour of turns wow it's a long play game but it's so fucking it's so fun and the newest version that's out there is Fantasy Flight, and their miniatures are just... Is it the same game, and then just different? Yeah, because the original Talisman was a Games Workshop game. Yeah. Yeah, it was and, Games Workshop, right? And then they... <clears throat> excuse me. They lose, lost the license, essentially. So I think the last two editions have been Fantasy Flight. The fourth edition is the current one, and it's been out for a couple of years now. Like, they're really milking fourth edition. Um, good? it's so good it's probably it's Better the than... best version of talisman and i've played like first and second editions too because my buddy has everything for it like one of the original editions oh. and it's still that's still super fun this cuts a little bit of fat off of it okay. so it it helps it a bit more but it up a little bit it's it's virtually the same game. Like if you've ever played any version of Talisman, you can play any other version of Talisman. Hmm. Um, the game that we, we play usually, well, not since COVID, but uh, every Christmas we would have uh, time off and we would go play with Tina and Dylan. Uh, who are board game nerds, like hardcore board game nerds. And they're the ones that introduced us to Talisman. Um, and they're the ones that introduced us to Carcassonne. Um, basically, all, all like all those like tile, all those German games or uh, European games. Yeah. And uh, the one that we always go back. There's two games they introduce. They play with us. Space Alert is one of them. That has a uh, an audio component to it, uh, with an app on your phone, which is really really fun. But you're cooperatively. Uh, working in a spaceship it sounds like lovers in a dangerous space time but it's a board game and you are trying to maintain the integrity of the spaceship so it doesn't crash doesn't burn up doesn't blow up and while you're being attacked and you are playing a different scenario that activates the the audio or the app to go with the game and you have to predict your moves so you predict your next two moves i think or three moves 
and everyone has to do it, but you have to kind of do it cooperatively and you have a time limit to, to do what you're doing. And then if you do a move and you didn't work well with the other people, your move might get nullified because someone else takes your action instead of you. Anyway, long story short, it is a fucking impossible game to beat. <laughs> <laughs> and if you are not on the same wavelength as the other players, you're going to lose every fucking time. It's one of those games where you play like five times in a row and you're lucky if you win once. But it's so addictive that you just, well, we'll play five more times till we'll, we'll play until we get it. Ah, oh, we're so close. We'll play it again. Another and pandemic. Exactly. Like pandemic. And then the other one was uh, the Star Wars Risk game. Not the current one that's out there, but there was one where you pick uh, a side. So you pick the Rebels, the Alliance or the Huts. Have you played that one? I think that's the version my buddy, when we went back to Nova Scotia two years ago, he's like, I don't know why they slapped risk onto this game. It is not risk. It has nothing oh, to not do risk. with risk. No, it's not risk at all. And you have different, like, I mean, it has the same role. What was it? Five or better or four or better. I, I think that's literally the only thing. It's the only there's thing. so many different ship types and like, yeah, moves yeah, different you can ship do. Types. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's like the same one then. Yeah, like all those TIE fighters, like a billion little TIE fighters. And yep, yep. like, and it was so fun. I was like, man, this is awesome. I feel really bad that not a lot of people are going to get to play this game because they're going to see Star Wars Risk and go, I have Risk. As much as I like Star yep. Wars, I don't need another Risk. But they don't sell that version anymore. They sell a completely different yeah. version, which apparently isn't very fun. No. It's more like Risk, the new version. And so like I keep an eye on eBay every once in a while. Um, I got a buddy in Halifax who's part of my old high school gaming group. Him and his partner have a eBay store. And I buy stuff off of him every once in a while because he's he's my bro. Like, oh cool. But it's mostly video games and board games, so he gets lots of like really weird stuff. Um, so I keep an eye on his store. So if if he drops one on there, I'll know and I'll be able just to go, hey, Doctor Brian, send that to me. Look look for the uh, the Splendor uh, Marvel Universe edition if you see it on there. It's probably well like it, I don't I don't even know if they make it anymore. It was a tie in with the films. I think it came out in yeah. 2020 or something. But um, a Marvel thing will never sell no matter what year it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, look, I don't know. If you can see behind me, I've got a lot of Marvel shit. I just picked up. Um, so for the last 15 you remember the, the series called Excalibur? Oh, yeah. When did that come out? Ugh, like 92? Is it, it is that old, isn't it? Yeah. Like, so it's Todd, that. Todd knows that. I think Todd knows. Like, my, what are my two favorite superheroes, Todd? Do you remember? Bring it up all the time, but <laughs> you might zone out at those moments. Uh,. Well, that, blue, that blue guy, what's his name? Uh, Union Jack? No. Oh, Nightcrawler? Yeah, Nightcrawler. Well, he's, yeah, he's number three. Or number oh, three and number four interchangeably. It's either okay. Kitty Pride or number or uh, Nightcrawler. They're my three and four. But my number one and two is Union Jack and then Captain Britain. Captain Britain, yeah. So, because um, I bought you your Captain Britain, the three and three quarter one when I found it. Yeah, the one with the, with the Star Scepter, that one. Yeah, oh, or was it the other one? I can't remember now because we reviewed both. Yeah. Oh, I think the first one was the Captain America one, so it has a much more yes 
big irony looking helmet. Yeah. Yeah. It was fine. I, I have them all in just, I don't know if you could right behind my head on this side, I have a Excalibur display in my unit with the recent Excalibur omnibus that came out Ooh. and there's going to release a, a volume two. And uh, they released a Captain Britain omnibus, which I had in paperback. But when you're a collector, you buy stuff twice sometimes. And now don't, I, don't ask how many different copies of Aliens special edition I have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, I just went online and I found this bookstore that's affiliated with Amazon in the UK. And they had copies of this old edition of Captain Britain. And it was reprinting stuff that's never been printed on this side of the pond. Nice. They had them in a store over there. And I'll I'll be honest. I had a a download of the digital versions of it and I had read them. And it was like the first, like when he was first created, because it was Chris Claremont famous for the X-Men was writing it at the time. Um, And Herb Trimp, Trimp a Trimp. Yeah, it was, it was God awful. It was fucking horrible. (laughs) Like, oh, let's hire a, an American to write a British comic book. And then, you know, his instructions are, this has to sound British. Okay. So you get an American trying to sound British. It was Hello, Gubna. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was totally like. Fish that. and chips. Oi. Yeah. It's just fucking horrible. Fish and chips. <laughs> was that a Davy or is that a Davy boy impression? Or was that a <laughs> little dynamite? And a saddle dome. <laughs> Me and my brother, Bulldog. Um, so anyway, so I, I'd read it ages ago, uh, like on digital version, like it wasn't legal, but there was no way of fucking getting it at the time. Yeah. So I found it on Amazon through some UK bookstore, like so like a third party sale or whatever. So I'm like, so I was like, just fucking buy it. Like, just buy it. I'm like, okay, fine. I'm going to buy it. It was 30 bucks for, for each. And there was two of them. I'm like, uh, fucking I'm buying it, buying it. Like, cause I kept thinking, cause they released the captain Britain hardcover omnibus, but it in, didn't include any of that stuff. It was like the second phase of captain Britain before he joined Excalibur. So I'm like, fuck, like I want it. So I went and bought it. Uh, after the second volume came in, which is all two volumes came in. There was a, I got a notification from Amazon that they're releasing all of that in one big hardcover on the bus in November. I'm like, you fuckers. Of course they are. Like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> so now I'm probably going to have to go buy the fucking hardcover. Yeah, yeah. Because there might be something in there that they <laughs> just found. And well, like, there's, well, there's going to be an interview or something. You three know. extra pages. Yeah, which I'd want. So I'm probably gonna order it. So that's why they do it. Jarrett Jarrett from Comic Factory, who's who's been on the show a couple times, he just um he just commented. He just, he just I, I'm gonna have him on the show again to talk about Captain Britain, but he just whatever. Anyway, uh, I'm gonna have to Jared, if you're listening, I'm gonna have to order that Captain Britain the, <laughs> the volume two, which is actually the stuff that happens before volume one that already came out. Uh, can you order it for me, sir? If you're listening. Okay. Anyway, um, I forgot where I was going. This is a KeyCon. This is KeyCon right now. This is what we're doing. This is KeyCon. Yeah. This is the conversation you have 
in the pirate room or was the pirate wait was the pirate room there when you were there no i don't i'm gonna be honest i was pretty drunk that weekend no like i went home on monday and i had a bruise on my shin and it was the deepest purple was that when no idea how i got it is that when you flapjacked onto the bed Six months later, someone tags me in a photo, and it's that dog pile of the 30 of us on that bed. And I went, that's how I got that bruise. It's because I went to jump. My shin hit the bedboard on the base, and I went right over. I I recall you saying, ow. (laughs) Couldn't feel a thing. (laughs) It took that long. I was like, man. Because people were just handing me stuff. Like I was saying, people were just handing me stuff. So somehow I got an orange Bacardi cooler in my hand, and I never drink that stuff. And someone's like, here you go. And Bacardi I'm like, cooler. yeah, and I know I know where that came from. Free booze. So <laughs> yeah, free booze. Well, you can why don't you share? See, I don't know if Todd knows this story, but you want to tell the whole grain story to Todd? So as my record again. A lot of booze. I'm glad we have. I watched the video because that's a little fuzzy. Yeah. (laughs) And we were just, we are trashed and we're doing a skit out of nowhere for no reason whatsoever. Sean and I go into skit mode and he's got the bread because we'd brought like our own food to try and keep costs down so we could spend more on booze. And Sean's got a loaf of bread in his hand and he just goes, he's like, I have baked you this bread. And I'm like, I'm for it. I'm a hundred percent in on skit time. I'm like, you made this for me. And you're like, yes, here you go. And I pick it up and I smell it and you go, I made it with my balls. It has <laughs> whole grain. And he does like the DX thing. Right. Only he's hit himself. Oh, and, he hit, and it takes, cause there's that second where like pain goes up to brain. Yeah. But there's a lot of alcohol between those two points at <laughs> this stage. So it gets a little lost on the way up. Right. And when it hits him, he goes, I've just tagged myself. I'm going down now. And he just oh, like, God. <laughs> and so whole grain became this thing with us. It's still to this day, it'll just yeah. be whole grain. Whole grain. Whole grain. <laughs> Yeah, I could see that. That's like when you hit your toe. There's like a there's a delay. It's like, did I just hit? Oh, <laughs> it was, wasn't that wasn't that an Eddie Murphy routine, Todd? Was, did did it did it hit my ball? Did it? Oh shit! Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, well, it, I don't it, think that that wouldn't have been on Delirious. Yeah. I would have been on Raw. Maybe. No, that was on Raw. I like okay. Raw better than Delirious. Yeah. No. See, I like I like Delirious better than Raw. Yeah, so did I. I found Raw was kind of uncomfortable. <laughs> I mean, I like about it. It was uncomfortable. That was kind of the anytime, idea. anytime we hear the ice cream truck, we go ice cream truck, ice cream. Like we just Elizabeth and I just scream it. <laughs> the ice cream man is coming. The ice, ice cream, cream man is coming. Mom, mom. And then, like, we'll get a blizzard or something. You ain't got no ice cream because your dad's an alcoholic. (laughs) It's so good. I'm not gonna lie. There was a there was a a moment a few months ago where uh, Ellie was in the tub. You know, and you know the first thing you do is you 
I wash her up, make sure because she's not good at washing herself. She's four years old. Yeah, make sure she washes herself, and then you can play now. And then I came in, and of course there was something in the tub that she left behind, and I'm like, and then a big brown shark came in the water, <laughs> and she's like, shark, shark. <laughs> she didn't know what I was talking about. Uh, the GI Joe. It's one of those moments where you're laughing to yourself, and you're like. Laughing at my own jokes. Is this what I'm reduced to? Yeah. But anyway, I don't know. It's 10 o'clock. Sylvie's waiting for me to play video games with her. I think we need to cap it off there. Uh, this is uh, enough content. <laughs> but we, like, we didn't even get anywhere, but it was still like. Well, that's how it happens. We oh, have a topic yeah. in mind and we, we stray from it. But that's, 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 that is the show. So can I ask you that those pictures above you there behind you, what boxing match is that? That's Hitman and Stone Cold. Oh, um, oh, and it's autographed by Bret Hart, and it's like I have one that he got for me because Sean was there when we met Bret Hart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have another one of Bret Hart, but this one um, Elizabeth's brother got me for Christmas because that dude is awesome, and I love him. He is the coolest dude ever, and he's my little brother, and. He's, he's just he, like Elizabeth's younger brother then. Yeah. So he, he's like 27, 28. And he is the manager of the no frills and he's a single dude and has like all this money out of his ass that he dumps into like high end nerd shit. Oh. And like the first Christmas that Elizabeth and I were together, he showed up with a, like a toolbox, a mastercraft toolbox full of magic, the gathering stuff. Cause I was like, I kind of like to learn how, and he is hardcore magic guy. And he's like, here's some shit for you. Now let's play. And like, you probably super stoked. I was like, my, I, sister, um, I, my sister's with a cool dude. Yeah. Like that's the impression that I get. Um, where we can share like all this stuff. Cause he's just as big as nerd as Elizabeth and I are. So like he comes for a week and we sit and play Mario Kart all week. Like, uh, so um so he got me that for christmas last year and to show you the level of the gifts that he gets me and then i've got spock there and it's cells from an actual episode oh cool and my dad got that for me for christmas a couple years ago by the way hi brian i love your dad (laughs) yes his dad cool todd i met him once Mm -hmm. that's all it took I've, you guys are once. you guys are still Facebook friends. Oh yeah, hell yeah! His dad's fucking cool. Sweet, like super fucking cool. We went to Vancouver Island two years ago. Like that's that summer, we saw both coasts. Like we saw my mom, and then we saw my dad. And the week that I was with Dad, Elizabeth was there too, and he'd been for Christmas. Like we'd had him here a bunch of yeah. times, and he loves Elizabeth. Like I proposed to Elizabeth Christmas morning when dad was here for that Christmas. And I think he cried harder than I did. Um, yep. I can see it. And I didn't tell him it was going to happen either. He goes, you oh. son of a bitch. Like, why didn't you just like, cause I knew you were there and I wanted to surprise you just as much as her. <laughs> well, it's good. You time. That's good. That's good timing. That's important timing. So it was, but that week we were at dad's place in Vancouver Island. He's in the Comox Valley. There's a glacier up there. I can see. The beach is right there. I can see dad had fruit in his backyard. So we would sit out in the backyard and suntan 
and dad's retired so he gets the government stuff mm-hmm. and dad's a big yeah yeah i know fan of today yeah um fan of but, today the day we're recording the day we're recording you need any more hints than that so and when i quit drinking this i switched yeah and dad was like good he's like i'm like what do you mean he's like i'm on medical stuff he's like he got out on retired on a medical so he gets prescribed like he's like i had to tell them to stop sending it because it was too much (laughs) i'm like are you kidding me he's like I know how crazy that sounds, but I had to. So the week that I was with dad was a lot of Elizabeth making us cookies in his kitchen (laughs) and dad and I watching four hours of Seinfeld reruns every day. Like it was, it was a vacation that I wanted and I got to share it with Elizabeth and my dad. And we had so much fun and we still went and did stuff like, we went to this outdoor artsy fartsy show and we went to like this birds of prey sanctuary and got to like hold eagles and owls and stuff. Like it was so fun. And then we'd go home and dad and I were just like Seinfeld. And then <laughs> that's the old word. Yeah. Like, so you had no issues in the kitchen that, that week she was in there cookies and, and stuff. And Dad, my dad is an amazing cook and an amazing chef and they would get in there in tag team and anytime i was like what are you guys doing and dad would be tag like team Safe. yeah because it's my dad and he kind of knows what he's doing and he's only like five three yeah. so he's like bebopping around and elizabeth's in there doing one thing he's doing the other and i'm like hey guys what are you doing and the two of them snap their heads around and look at me <laughs> and go fuck off and like so i would have to like get away from the kitchen yeah (laughs) it's like all right guys like it's gonna go in the other room now i I just came to check and see if the cookies are ready yeah (laughs) so we want and because he's only in bc it's like an hour and a half flight like it's a nothing flight from here direct into comox like we we were stupid to wait as long as we did to go visit because yeah. now like once i get my second shot like i haven't worked since january but um once i get my second shot there's a good chance that i might go for four or five days up to see my old man elizabeth will stay here but she's like you should go and see your dad and i'm like i think that's a good idea because we he would have come for christmas last year especially being now in the townhouse yeah, sure where we've got three bedrooms that makes sense yeah and like we we haven't been able to have anybody in yet like since we moved in we haven't had a housewarming yet and you're zoom you're zoom gaming then right we're most of the guys we're older like i get in a game once in a while because i'm pretty involved online in a bunch of like gaming communities so i get people like i have a seat tonight do you want to come and play a game and i'm like yeah so i can't run right now I just can't. I don't know. I just can't. I have shit prepared. I have like three different campaigns that could run like that. I could start tomorrow. It's like, eh, I want to do it in person. Yeah. I don't know. <clears throat> like I'll play online games over Zoom and Roll20 like because the itch is there. Like it's so bad. I'm like, I'm I'm jonesing for another fix. Roll them bones. Like, Fuck yeah. But it's it's not the same. And I was like, 
I played in a game last weekend at a virtual con because one of the guys running the games is like, I got a chair open. You can get a free pass. I want you in my game. And I'm like, awesome. And we were talking about afterwards, like, it's hard to run stuff online. I'm like, it's hard for us to run stuff online because we all started in the basement around the same table. A lot of these kids, this is how they've learned how to play D&D. They don't know an in-person game because basically the last year and a half has been Discord D&D and that's how people have gotten into it so much lately. It's through there. They don't know any other way. So if we're playing on a table and like two of them are younger people and a couple like us trying to play through Zoom, it's going to hit us in a different way than it does those kids because this is all they know. Yeah. And it's not the same. I have, I don't know if you can see here, Shane, but I have my drum set set up. Um, and it's an electronic kit, which I bought, which Sylvie and I, well, Sylvie basically said, buy the fucking drum kit. It was one of those situations, like just buy the fucking drum kit. Cause I couldn't play with the kids with a real kit. It was just too fucking loud. Like, and I was like, Oh, I guess I'll just give up drums. And I was going to sell the drums and she didn't let me sell them. She said, your father bought you that kit. Don't you dare fucking sell it. I'm like, yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah. 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 You're right. So I bought that with the idea that I can practice and then COVID hit and I can't play with Todd in person, which really sucks because he's my favorite person to play with. And, but I, I'm trying to do music on my own. I just, eh. like I, I start stuff, but I can't finish stuff. It's the same, same thing with gaming. It's like, but if we're not in the same room together, like, I don't feel like for me running a game is writing a book with like four other people. That's what it is. Yeah. We're writing a book together. We're not playing a fuck. It's not a fucking game. Not to me. It's, it's five, you know, four or five bros or not, not necessarily bros, but it's like playing in a band. You got all these people together. You guys are playing together. But you're yeah you're working together on that storyline and building that storyline together. And as a GM, you're like, the rule says I should do this, but I'm just gonna fudge that right now because everyone's gonna get a better enjoyment if I don't kill the guy, but I cripple the guy or something or, or whatever. Like you're making calls for the the betterment of the entire group, and you're doing the same thing in music. It's this compromise and. And yeah, there's rules to writing music together and jamming together, but there's, but that interaction nowadays, the kids nowadays are like, oh, I just fucking said, you know, I just recorded my drum track and I just sent it over to the guitar player. You know, it's like, that's how people are, that's how people are doing D&D. And it's like, d and is around a table, man. It's like, it's like, can you, in your world, like my, I know how I feel, but what are you, what are your two cents on it, Shane? I don't run my game over Zoom. Like, we haven't played my campaign since November. Um, because I I gotta do it in person. There's something different. Did you try it. Try <laughs> it. Otherwise, or and it just like fuck that. I don't want to have to ter- convert everything that I have written hand written down because I'm that guy digitally, and then. So basically I'm doing the same thing twice. Like I've already written it down. It's right here. I don't want to have to try and convert this online. I don't want to have to draw a map when I have an eraser board that 
takes yeah. me six seconds. I have 400 miniatures sitting in here. People keep giving me packs and bags of miniatures. I I don't have to like, create somebody's character online. Their character's done. Like they're right over there. But there's also that element of storytelling when I'm trying to convey something to you and you're not in the room, you don't get to feel that vibe. And there's there's a disconnect in the communication of I want to be if I want to be in tower over you for for some effect, you're all sitting down. The only thing I have to do is stand up. Yeah. And then I'm towering over everyone. And that's an element that kind of gets lost in this because they don't get any of that direct feedback from me trying to convey something to them in the room. So there's a vibe that's gone. Yeah. That vibe of excitement in the combat and everyone can feel it. And it's, it's a game. I mean, it's not a game. It's so much more to us. And it's something in the last few years, it's something that I've like, really come back to pretty hard um as why it's my favorite activity to do in the history of the world i'm the all-time gm here and i don't care because i just want to play with my friends yeah if i gotta be the ref then i will be the ref but at least i'm on the field and yes like i'm doing a second campaign i'm on a second campaign now with the same pretty much the same group of guys and we played the Star Fantasy Flight Star Wars for almost two years. And now we're into D&D and we're coming up on, it's been over a year now, but you can't really count it because like eight months of that, we yeah. haven't been able to play. Yeah. So, but we're knee deep in a campaign that I am really excited about. And when I drop the hammer on them for the big twist, they are going to shit their pants. And I've talked to like professional game writers. And I've said, here's my twist for this campaign. And they went, you are a devious son of a bitch. <laughs> and it's part of the, the campaign twist is a F you to my players, but in like the most awesome way. And I don't, but it's also the loot. I'm sure it's not an, it's not an F you. It's like, you think that was fucking amazing. Watch this. Um, and I don't I'm think sure any is, of because I've played with you. I don't think any I'm of them sure. listen to this, so I'm just gonna say it because like I wanted to play Call of Cthulhu. I bought all the Call of Cthulhu stuff. I bought a starter yeah. set and I did a one shot. Follow you on all your uh Twitterverse and everything. So like, we, I, we we played in a campaign a long time ago. And now I wanted to run it. I wanted to do that same campaign. I wanted to do this. And I was like, guys, we just finished Star Wars. I'd love to run Call of Cthulhu. Here is a starter set. Here's some pre-gen characters. Let's do this little scenario. Tell me what you think. And in this scenario, they have to go and help their old friend who's got a gin banished in his attic. And they have to do the ceremony to banish him from Earth or else he's going to start messing up the planet. Because he's got... Gin genie, Todd, by the way. In case... A gin is a genie. Oh, okay. Um, we play the game. Everyone has a good time. They banished the djinn. He's gone. They saved it. At the end of the game, I'm like, what did you guys think of Call of Cthulhu? Wasn't that awesome? They're like, yeah. I'm like, would you like to do your own campaign? I bought Masks of Narlathotep, which is one of the greatest campaigns in RPG history. It's the new edition. It's a lot easier. 
a lot of Lovecraftian problematic elements have been completely removed from this edition. Not the, not the D20-ish version, but it's actually like a D6, right? It's the classic D100. Like it's oh, I think D100. Like okay. it's the old school Call of Cthulhu, but this is like the seventh edition or something like that. So they're like, yeah, let's do it. Two days later, every single one of them goes, I think I'd rather play D&D. All of them. And I'm like, okay. I just got the new Eberron book in, so I can come up with something really fast. I'd already started working on a 5e campaign, basically taking um, Cyrus from the Warriors. You, every, why, we always have a 5e campaign ready in the back burner, just in case. I have two of them ready. Just I could... Okay, anyway, sorry, go on. This is just, this is fucking what I'm going through yeah. right now. So I'm like, okay, give me two weeks. We'll roll up characters. Here's the thing. I got a guy who's gung-ho. We call him the player's handbook. Hasn't gotten to play much, but has spent all of his off hours just reading the books. He knows them inside and out. I love that kid. He shows up. He's like, I'm so excited to play. We started into this campaign. I am so mad. So this is what's happened. In Call of Cthulhu, they banished this djinn. Guess where the gin gets banished to? Welcome, yes. Wo- welcome to Eberron. The gin is now on this planet, on this realm, and can feel that each of these characters is attached somehow to the people who've banished Buzz. them because Fucker. it's the same group of people. So the gin knows them because they know the players, the souls of these match yeah, this yeah. other one. So I'm doing star chart shit with the. You know, <laughs> He's the morning star. Basically what's happened in Eberron is like this big thing happened and this huge fog showed up out of nowhere and it wiped out a whole country. In the book in Eberron, they never say what it is because it's up to you in your home campaign to figure out what it is. None of the Eberron lore ever says what it is. In my Eberron, this djinn showing up in this world causes this sundering to happen. Now he's on the hunt because he can feel the souls. So what does he do? He inhabits an orc. The orc's name is Bone Snapper Blackjaw. And this orc starts to get every other orc band together for the first time in 4,000 years under this ancient... Join orc. Orcs, goblins, hobgoblins. They're all working together now because they're called the heirs of Dakan. And 4,000 years ago, Corvair, the main continent in Eberron, used to be completely owned by orcs they ran the whole thing man and elf shows up and goes look at all this space and starts coming in that's not really what happened but that's what the orcs thing happens anyways dijin is now an orc and he's gathering up all the other orc tribes in the land to start pissing off everybody else secretly it's this djinn in control his right hand man is a human who's the brother of one of my players (laughs) <laughs> there's the connection and they just fought him they also just found out that this djinn has made his brother a vampire so they try and fight him and they're only like six level and he's a full-fledged vampire and they get about two rounds into this fight and that vampire is gone you like an 18th or 19th they're well like a vampire they can do like just disappear like three times a day between long rests, you just vanish. There's no stopping them. They can just go. So they find out that his brother's a vampire. They also find out that this guy's dad had made a deal with Bone Snapper Blackjaw because he runs a lot of ore out of town. 
a lot of special ore in Eberron called Dragon Shard, which powers all this magical. It's magic punk. There's like steampunk. There's like cyberpunk. This is magic punk. So you've got like brooms that are animated that just clean the streets themselves. Like it's that level of crazy magic because there's all these magic shards in the ground that is like gasoline for magic. So this guy has made a deal with Bone Snapper that he's going to give him shipments of ore if he doesn't attack his mining sites and after they've taken over the world, he's going to get a good share of it. That's one of my players' dad who's made this deal. The son is also in on the deal because he's a son of a bitch. So, Son of a bastard. No, son of a son of a something. Yeah. I like that. So I've got a I've got a running storyline that goes through every single game that my that my buddy James plays in. And in every reality he's in, there's a character called Tori Spelling. <laughs> she has the hots for him. Because he once made an aloof comment to me outside of game. I don't like Tori Spelling. There's something about her just like I just don't like. Noted. <laughs> Write it down. Now it's there. Every fucking character he's played. It doesn't matter if it's modern, supers, even fan. Like we even did a D&D one and she showed up. Tori Spelling is always around to who's totally hot for his bones. <laughs> every time. <laughs> And a little thorn in his side in every fucking campaign yeah. he's played, regardless of the system it is. Maybe she's a gin. I don't know. Now yeah. I'm kind of inspired. But anyway, all right. Let's sign off. Uh, what What are you doing? What's what creatively? Uh, where can we find you? What can we? Um, where, where can we interact with you? I don't do a lot of YouTube anymore. Um, I have done started this TikTok thing with this puppet that I have. And I basically just rap about board games and video games, but you only get a minute. So you got to like really go through stuff. And it's kind of the only creative thing that I've been working on now, but people seem to like it. And I have an okay puppeting skill. So um, it's Sham's Game Jam on TikTok if you're on there. It's fun. I have fun doing it. I have fun with the stupid puppet. And it's it's still a creative outlet for me and I get to rap with some people on TikTok about D and D and board games and like you can stitch and like talk with people. And like today was the message that I sent Sean was this, yeah. the opening is show me the thing in your collection that a hundred percent, no one on the face of the planet has. And I have a, a I nerded out over that huge, by the way, I have Rowdy Piper's YMCA pass for Toronto. Oh, cool. Elizabeth That's found cool. out that his widow Kitty sells some of this. She's got like a closet full of his old shit and she sells it around Christmas time to help her out, but also to like get people presents. And I saw this on Facebook marketplace. She's verified. It's really her. Um, and I was like, Oh my God, could you imagine me having Roddy Piper's just his gym pass? It's got his photo on it. It's a little dirty. It was in his wallet. This is, is this was his like, and I, I never got to meet him. And so it's like one of my biggest regrets in life is never getting to shake Roddy Piper's hand. But he did tweet you. Yeah. He's, he tweeted at Twitter. me. Twitter, right? I think it was Twitter, right? Yeah. He's, he told me to have a beer at work one time. So yeah, I remember it was so check this out here just because you brought that up. I got the book. I can't read it. I can't even bring myself to read it. Um, See that signature. 
His son wrote the book. That's yeah, his, uh, Colt. Did you have that? Do you have that version? No, I don't have a signed version. Um, the book really good. I had a hard time reading it too because I'm a huge. His fan. podcast was just so good. I still go back and listen to episodes I, of his podcast all the time. Just like who this guy really was, as opposed to like the greatest villain in WWE history, but like who he really was as a person, like my personal hero, like the guy is so good. And Elizabeth gets me this thing for Christmas, but I'm not supposed to know about it. The problem is when it arrives, I have to sign for it. Cause I was home at the time and I just happened to look to see who it was from. And it was from Kitty tombs. So holy shit! So you knew right away. I knew exactly what it was. And Elizabeth goes, "Oh no, did you see a name?" And I was like, "Yeah." She's like, "Do you know who that is?" I'm like, "Yeah." She's like, "Okay, well, you might as well open it." And I opened it, and as soon as I touched that pass, I'm sobbing. I am full on, like just weeping with joy, and I'm like, I couldn't breathe for like ten minutes. Like it was just, I was like, this was his. Like it was in his wallet. Like, and it was the most nerdy thing I've ever had happen to me other than meeting Larry Hama and like, just like oh, yeah. having convulsions with my buddy Dustin, like he and I were like, eh. but this piece of Roddy's life that he had like once upon a time just meant means so much to me. I was like, even today when I pulled it out to look at it, I was like, I could feel like welling up in my chest. It's like, I still can't believe I have this thing. Well, yeah, that's a once in a lifetime. <clears throat> Absolutely. And I have his wrestling license for like Iowa for the state of Iowa. <laughs> Cause you need the license back then. Cause yeah. And it was, it was like, it was a legitimate sport. Yeah. Still. So, and every time you went to a different state, you had to pay the state wrestling fee. Cause which is why yep. they usually the territories work so well is cause you don't have to pay for 52 yeah. licenses. You have to pay for six. Yeah. So where else can we find you Shane? What's your Twitter? Uh... Uh, Shane loves games is my Twitter. Cause I really is it do. True? Yes, it is true. I like, I sold off 90% of my GI Joe collection. The rest of my, Oh really? Yeah. Like I met a posted some stuff on Facebook marketplace here. And I said, is anybody interested in this? And this guy came like, he goes, I will give you 80 bucks. I will be there in an hour. I'm like, cool. And then the guy was like, rad, like we're still on Facebook together. And he just bought stuff off me. And I was like, I think I'm going to sell the rest of this. I will give you first dibs and you're a cool guy. So you're going to get buddy prices. So I like liquidated everything, the Terradrome, all of it. Like I've got my Star Wars stuff still because I have that like sweet hut set up and all my stormtroopers. I still have a bunch of my Marvel legends. Like I still have a lot of it. I still have a bunch of wrestler figures, but they're all in totes in that closet. Like the only figures I've got out now is I've got Amigo Captain Kirk. I've got my, my little mask Condor motorcycle helicopter thing. And like a repo or a reproduction old school G.I. Joe, like the fuzzy beard and the hair, like a 12-inch guy. I got oh, one of him on yeah, the show. With, with the scar oh. and the kung fu yep. grip? <laughs> nice. He was our I, star on our Christmas tree one year. Like, <laughs> I, I had those and Dad chewed off all the fingers. Dad had a thing with he was always chewing on something, either ice. Yeah. He'd see one of my action figures, pick it up, 
start chewing on the fingers of the action figure. So then the fingers are like look like Edward Scissor hands. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry, I uh I ran out of ice. <laughs> I don't know what that obsession was about. Whatever. But anyway, thank you for being on oh, the show. I wanted to do this yes. for a while, but I was like, I don't know. I don't know if it was sort of like it's Shane from RPR. Like I was nervous to approach you about being an RPR the first time. And then I was like, I was on, I was like, I was super excited. And then I'm like, what's Shane doing? I gotta get Shane. Like, I was following you, but I was like, I'm I not want- doing anything. I ain't got no job, motherfucker. Like Bring me on shit. I am like an hour. That's way more time than I need. Give me 20 minutes. Like you just tell me, I'm like, I'm I'm doing some freelance editing. I've edited some gaming stuff for some people. Nice. I should get you to edit my book. Oh, I don't want to do a book. I'll do like a, <laughs> I'll do like a 60 page RPG what? supplement. Like that's no problem. You want to read it though? Yeah. Like I got nothing but time. Like, I'll, I'll send it to you. This is uh, this is also the the book is also the the new campaign that I started over roll twenty or roll twenty. What's it called? Yeah, roll twenty. And I'm like, I can't fucking do this over roll twenty. It's too fucking hard. Yeah. So I, I I paused the campaign, waiting. Oh well, things are getting better. Blah, blah, blah. And then we had the highest caseload today that we've had in months. And I'm like, yeah, there's going to be another shutdown. Yeah. But whatever. Anyway, all right, Shane. All right, love you as always. You're I love you, man. Bo- I really miss you. Like, we had so much I'm goddamn fun together. Rock band, man. Just fucking play we had rock. Band. So much fun together. Like, you pick me up from work, and then we get drunk. And Mark would come <laughs> over, and it would just be like a Thursday. We're like, we're getting drunk on Thursday, but just we had so because. much goddamn fun. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, Mark still talks about the Star Wars campaign we ran <laughs> still to this day. He's like, Do you remember when he made Gungans cool? <laughs> yeah. like, he still talks about that. I'll, like, man, yeah. like, I miss Mark too. He was so fun. Oh, like, he's fucking... you guys yeah. were such a, such a good game group. Like, we went to see so many bands together. Like, holy yeah. shit. Like, the fun stuff I did with you, my dude. Like, all of it. Every one of my positive memories of winnipeg is something based around you and something we did together i'll take, I'll take it like i'll take it like you were my best friend in winnipeg i appreciate that like i certainly appreciate that i had i had a lot of because you i i felt like you were like you had that same energy that I had like fuck it let's go try it yeah like fuck it, let's go try it. we started getting to know each other and it was just like wow like this dude likes everything i do like when and i found out like fuck this yeah like Like, i the first time we hung out was when you came over to my place when hitman came back to raw and hulk hogan was on tna and i invited you over i was like you like wrestling here's the thing we can talk about and i think sylvie came with you and she had no idea what the hell to make of me (laughs) but you and i were just like yes like then gi joe when i found out you love gi joe i was like this dude is like that's it like we're best friends now that's it and then the and we're and you're an east coaster so that, that was the end, like we and how long we've known each other for like six months and we're standing in the kitchen with drinks going hey where are you from anyways i was like nova scotia you're like i'm from new brunswick we're like that's what it is like <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it, it that's what it you was. guys had a, yeah, you're, you had a kitchen party that's, that's right. what it was and that's where yeah. your fucking kitchen yeah. 
we're here. That's exactly what it was. Was like we're standing there, time. and we just like if looked. We had, if we both had fucking guitars, it would have been a true kitchen. Party. Yeah, like it was just like yeah. we looked where we are. We looked at each other. And went, that's what it is. You'd be like, I got tickets, to Devin Townsend. I'm like, cool. I don't know who the fuck that is, but let's go. That was it. Like, and when I saw him, I'm like, okay, now I know. Like, yeah. and then remember fucking Grandmaster. They were the so event. fun. Okay. Anyway, let's. let's <laughs> we're just gonna keep talking. I'm gonna go play some fucking state of decay. I'm gonna go have some snack. All right. I'll look it up. All right. All right. Later, dudes. All right. That was fun, guys. All right. Yeah, that was fun. It was great. All right. All right. We'll talk to you guys later. Yeah. Later. Bye. <laughs> Bye.